Brian Flores took um, a different approach than many of us um, have seen before. Uh, very reminiscent of Roger Staubach. Yeah, so we can compare uh, a rookie QB to a toddler. So that's what why I have the Mavs winning in seven, and then Luca's just going to be Luca. Hayward's absence for this game will be significant, and I wouldn't be surprised if this game turns into a blowout as of late. The Golden Knights just can't pull it. I really think the Avalanche are determined this year. They made so many moves and grabbed so many guys that they have to win a championship or at least make the finals. They were on our, our championship and bust. Dallas has just been on a terror. I believe we can attribute that to Jason Robertson. Also, Jake Ottinger, who's really stepped in. Kaprizov and the rest of this crew. Jordan Greenway, who doesn't get enough props. Um, he definitely is somebody who needs to be mentioned more. Uh, I definitely think this is going to be a great series. I'm interested to see um, how much uh, Kaprizov can impact the game as a rookie. Yeah, and as a Cowboys fan, I have learned how dangerously good Aaron Rodgers has been with he can just thread a pass. Is the Avalanche versus the Blues. I believe the Blues are starting to play some of their best hockey all year so they can push this to six games. If Lighter's there, I'm happy with Lighter because I, I think he fits into what you were saying about a much quicker thing. But if Lighter's not there, which is seeming so... I say Jordan Lawler at number two. The same self. Uh, the only year he won an MVP was the year he cheated, which really should uh, put something against uh, that MVP. But there will be a Rodgers playing for Green Bay, even though he may not be the quarterback. But uh, it's still unknown there. Austin is giving me the dead stare. So I guess don't mention Aaron Rodgers to him right now. A top three corner in the league in Jair Alexander and pairing him with a really fast corner. Uh, should definitely assist in their ability to guard anybody in their division and anybody in the league. Hello, I am Ruby Ackerman, and you are listening to Outsiders Opinion with Kevin and Austin. What's up, y'all? Welcome to our NBA Opinions of the Week. Today we'll be doing a power rankings. We're going to discuss all the teams, and we're going to go by five. Austin will start first with 30. So 30. This is almost non-discussable because the Rockets have lost their 11 straight games-ish. Rockets. And then I have Magic at 29. 28, I have Knicks. 27, I have Thunder. 26, I have Pistons. The Knicks have lost six games straight. They're 1-9 in their last 10. Their only win is against the Warriors, which definitely affects the Warriors positioning on my list. Uh, but they've been they've been terrible. And then you go to Thunder. Thunder, I think, have been playing better and Pistons better than them. But uh, all these teams are definitely not uh, the cream of the crop. Wow. You have Knicks in there. So mine, we I thought we were about to agree on all five. But it was Rockets, Magic, then Pistons, Thunder, and Trailblazers. I put Thunder over Pistons mostly because of that Denver Nuggets win. That was pretty. Okay, nice okay. So we agreed on three of them: Rockets, Magic, Thunder. Yeah, and then twenty-five. This is where I have the Knicks, then the Pacers, then the Kings, then the Lakers, then the Wizards. So we agreed on none of those. I have Pacers, Kings, Lakers, Blazers, Spurs. Okay, interesting. Yeah, and. and then, uh, or I didn't know if you want to talk about Wizards now. How's the KP? Well, let's let's go through the okay, next well, okay, okay. So I have uh, so twenty through sixteen. Oh, let, let me just go over. So the Spurs, the reason why I had them below the Wizards is just they they've been struggling. While I do like Dejounte, Keldon, they have a lot of good players. 
I just need to see everything uh, start to click. The Lakers I have in the middle of that list at 23. They've been struggling. I have the Blazers above them because they've been playing better with Josh Hart, Anthony Simons, and all these other players. The Pacers I have 25. Kings I have 24. DeMontis Sabonis was on both of those teams this year, and it doesn't seem like he's got too, uh, too much of a better team. But 20 through 16. Wizards, Pelicans, Hawks, Hornets, Nets. Okay. Um, so you have Wizards at 20. And that's – we all have the same – I have the same teams. That's the only team I don't have at 20. But we all have the same teams, but I think we all have them in different spots. So 20, I have Spurs, 19 Hornets, 18 Pelicans, 17 Nets, 16 Hawks. Yes. So we basically have all this 21 through 16, 21 through 16. We have all the same teams. None of them in the same place. Yeah, that's weird. Um, Nets, I think some people may be surprised, but the Nets, it's just we still haven't seen Ben Simmons, and KD's still out. I think he, no. KD just returned. Yeah, he had 31 against the Heat in Moss. Wow. Wow. And Kyrie Irving, they're sti- he's still out on for home games. games, which is weird. I, I don't agree with that, but it's – Well, yeah. Um, and then, But they signed Goran Dragic, which I think is a very nice signing. Once – when Kyrie is with them, Goran Dragic is a very nice signing for him. Because Kyrie would be starting and then Goran would be coming off the bench and be great with the bench. Like, he's still great starting, but I yeah. I think Goran off the bench is great when you have Kyrie starting. True. It's just and weird. Now to talk about the – oh, I was, was going to go into the Wizards KP trade. Is that oh, what okay. you want to discuss? Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I was going to ask you how the KP – I'm feeling very refreshed after my, like, three years with KP. Because now I don't have to let go. Is he going to play? Like, I don't have to look KP out or KP in, KP questionable. That was just true. It's very nice seeing Spencer Dinwiddie and Bertans playing and, like, contributing to the Mavs instead of, like, me having to think, what will this team look like once KP comes back? And then he comes back for one game, and then he has, like, back tightness. And he's like, ah, I'm going to wait eight games. So... I don't blame what the Wizards are doing with KP. I the Mavs did it in 2019 with our trade when we traded for him. We're like, hey, sit out, like, don't hurt yourself. Because and this was his first healthy off season, and I just think with the trade, it's too early to tell. Because I expect the Wizards to go, hey, sit out. We want you to be fully healthy. Have another healthy off season. Maybe they have different doctors than the Mavs. Maybe they'll do something different, and I think the trade is – it's very interesting because the Mavs, I believe that Porzingis was a bad contract, and the Wizards believe that um, Bertans and Dinwiddie were bad contracts. So we're like, hey, let's swap, and now we're seeing Dinwiddie and Bertans contribute to the Mavs. And so it, it's very interesting, and I am just waiting because I want to see – how Porzingis and Beal work together because Beal and Dinwiddie didn't work together and KP and Luca didn't work together. And I think maybe because Luca's still young, he's still learning to the operate with a guy like KP who wants it in the post and Beal is much farther along is farther along his career. Not much farther. I think he's six years, seven. No, 
this is, I think, his eighth or ninth. His eighth or ninth? Okay. So I think like it's his eighth rookie. because he, he was draft. Well, no. 19 was his rookie year, so eight because he's 27. Just turned 28. Okay. Okay. Cool. Um, so no. it'll, he's 28 or 27. Just it would be interesting to see how they work together, and if they work well together, then it may be good. And we, Dinwiddie has been contributing off the bench. Well, in the starting, we're still figuring out where to put Dinwiddie and the Bertans. I just like because it's crazy to see the threes he shoots. It's very. It reminds me a little bit of KP just drilling shots threes from the logo, except Bertans actually makes some of those threes. Well, I mean, he's shooting. He isn't shooting well in his tenure with the Mavs. He isn't shooting well. But the, oh, the thing that always concerned me about Davis Bertans was his shot selection. I always was very, very confused. Even if he made it, I was like, why did he shoot that? And then he makes it sometimes, and most of the times recently he's missed them. And then with Spencer Dinwiddie, something that's been very concerning is his short tenure. And again, it's way too early to say anything too much, but he's only shot 52.9%. Eight, I mean, 9 of 17 from free throw in his six games. So that is terrible. But again, it's way too early to tell if that's going to continue or not. And then going back on to the, uh, the Pelicans, who we didn't mention yet, CJ has played amazing for them. The Hawks have struggled, and they just won last night against the Bulls. But the Bulls are out of a lot of people. The, uh, they, they play the Wizards tonight. It's a big game for play-in purposes because the Wizards are 11 and the Hawks are 10 in the East. So we'll see what happens in those games. And, I'll definitely be watching. Yeah, and talking about the Pelicans, like we talked about the trade. Well, now we're talking about CJ. And you have a nice core, or you have some nice players with CJ and Ingram. Um, you also have Valanciunas. But the main question is Zion. And I, I'm just very intrigued what they do with Zion. How does Zion play with this team? And does Zion want to play for the Pelicans? I think if they want to get rid of Zion... I think they'd be fine. Like, I don't think it's terrible. It's just, it's a bad pick if you have to get rid of him and it doesn't work out. But I think you're fine because you still have Ingram and you made the trade for McCollum. So I don't really think it's the doom. I think it's a little sad, of course. Like, whenever you miss on a pick, it hurts. Especially when you that pick, that's the same draft as John Morant, correct? Yes, John was taken second. Dang. That, so, um, it's just that. Um, but it's incredible. I, so I don't – what are your opinions on that? I think CJ and Ingram are nice starting pieces. Yeah, and then Valanciunas has played amazing. They have good young guys like Herb Jones, who's – I love watching Herbert Jones play. Uh, and they have some other good young pieces around them. I, I'm interested to see what's going to happen, and I wouldn't be surprised if Zion does get moved, but I don't know what his worth is. and we'll have to, I, I don't think he does get moved if I had to decide because I don't think the Pelicans will get what they want from a former number one pick. What's your 15 yeah, through I 11? Agree. I agree with that. So, 8 to now we're going through 14, 15 through 15, 11. 15, 15. Yeah. Raptors, Cavs, Clippers, T Wolves, Warriors. Very, very close to mine in some respects. I have Raptors at 15 as well. So, that's only the fourth one we've agreed upon. Then I have Clippers, Timberwolves, Cavs, Celtics. Okay. Okay, uh, Celtics are my 10, so we're a little bit close. So And then uh, my 10 through 6, I have Nuggets, Warriors, 
Mavs, Bucks, Bulls. I didn't want to drop the Warriors too much based on the recent stretch because of the Draymond being out. Because of Draymond being out. And then going back to the 15 through 11, the Celtics have been playing very, very well, but I need this to see this continued. The Cavs have had a lot of injury concerns, and I'll have to see whether or not they can uh, deal with those. They're 5-5 five five in the last 10, which isn't bad, but isn't great. Timberwolves, I really like how they're coming along. Same with the Clippers. The Clippers have been playing very well as of late. And then the Raptors haven't, so they're, that's why they're my 15. And then Mavs have beat uh, the Warriors now twice in three games. They've also won a good game against the Heat, but their other games they won was against the Pelicans. So they, they've won some good games, won some bad games. Uh, like They also beat the Lakers by like eight oh, yeah. after being down the fourth quarter. But uh, I like how they're doing. I need to see what they do against really premier teams, teams that are hot as well. If they play the Jazz, they play the Nuggets, they play the Grizzlies, they play the Suns, they play the 76ers, they play any one of those teams. I'll be very intrigued. And then for Bulls at six, injuries. Bucks at seven. I just think the Bulls right now are better than the Bucks because the Bucks have struggled a little bit too. But it's really, really close between those teams. From from really thirteen, no, fourteen up is really where the cream of the crop starts. Because I really do believe that the Clippers are turning it on. Yes, I'm scared of the Clippers because Kawhi could come back for the start of playoffs. Is Paul George? He might be able to come back. Yeah, and they also made some nice moves at the deadline. Uh, did they, they traded or they got rid of Ibaka. Ibaka is now in the Bucks, right? Yes. Okay. But they still have Batum. They have Zubach, but, um, Norman Powell, I think was a nice get for them. They still have Kennard. Um, so I'm interested to see what they do. Um, but Kawhi and Paul George, and if they get in the play in, then I just thought of there's going to be some way if they get in and they get through the plan, they're going to match up with the Mavs again for the third time. And that's going to take off total of like five years of my life, the past three years dealing with that series. Yeah. But I also have Cavs at four. No, uh, you and I agreed on the Bulls because I have them at seven as well. I don't have the Bulls at seven. I have them at six. Oh, yeah. What, what what you, just go through your 10 okay. through six. My 10 is Celtics, Mavs, Denver, Bulls, Grizzlies. Yes, we agreed I, on none of those. We agreed on none? None. Okay. I put the Mavs at nine because I was like, they have done well, but I imagined a possible a possible game between Denver and the Mavs. Denver would just destroy the Mavs. Or it, Denver's offense would destroy the Mavs' defense because you have Jokic and the Mavs do not have a center because we got rid of Porzingis and our center right now is Dwight Powell, or Maxi Kaliba or Boban. And none of those guys. I think the best one out of that is Maxi. Consistently Defend- speaking, defensively wise, yeah. So I won't, it, but still be bad. Um, so, like during the Mavs game, I like the Warriors win both times. I also like the Lakers win because, like, they're resilient all times, all the time. Because you were down 21, came back and won. Um, Warriors. Luca showed some maturity. Um, I didn't watch the game. I got to watch the Warriors game when we were down by 21. And I was like, great, I watched this. But then they came back, and I'm like, this is the best game. Awesome. It's great. Best game of the season that I've watched, I think. Because I just haven't been able to watch them. And then the Lakers, I didn't watch that one. I actually fell asleep while watching a movie. And I woke up to my phone. Mavs win. I'm like, cool. 
Um, <laughs> so, but they were up 21, and then we lost the lead, but then we came back, and it, it was just nice. I like Spencer Dinwiddie because he's another ball handler, and he, while Brunson is a ball handler, I haven't, he struggles against teams with length. The Warriors giving him fits with Gary Payton, too, or Gary Payton, Payton the second, and yeah. um, Spencer Dinwiddie was able to help. And I think now we're trying to – Brunson is trying to learn how he plays with Dinwiddie and how they pass and shoot. So I'm, I'm enjoying it. I also just like seeing Breton shoot threes because his shot selection is weird. But I think I've grown used to that because of Tim Hardaway. Like, oh, no, 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 no. And then he makes it. I'm like, okay, never mind. So it's very interesting. I'm Jason Kidd has done a great job this season. Um, so he's kind of making me eat my words on that. But the Bulls, I think the main, I think Lonzo is still out, and or is Lonzo back and Caruso's out? Uh, Lonzo and Caruso, I'm pretty sure are out. Okay, but if they get healthy, I think it will be very interesting, um, because I I'm wondering how well they'll do in the playoffs. You also have the Cavs who are, are in a playoff spot. I I'm curious on how they would play. I would probably pick upset on them because they're such a young team. Um, excluding Kevin Love. But uh, the Bulls, I really like DeMar DeRozan. He's playing incredible. Um, I don't think he'll win MVP, but I think he should be talked about in the MVP conversation. I agree. Jokic is MVP. He's PER-wise, player efficiency-wise, having the best season of all time. And his box plus minus is 14, which means that when he's on the court, the Nuggets are plus 14 on average. So that kind of shows how absolutely insane he is. But uh, what's your five through one? My five through one is Jazz, Heat, Sixers, Bucks, Suns. So we agreed on two of those teams. Jazz, I have it five. Then I have Sixers, Heat, Grizzlies, Suns. Interesting. So you have Grizzlies at two and I have Grizzlies at six. Yes. The Grizzlies uh, have been playing very, very well recently. And if Jaw, Jaw doesn't have to keep this up. We saw with Jaw out, they had the biggest win of all time against the Thunder. And I trust Desmond Bain, and I like this bench. And I think that they have uh, some older players like Steven Adams that have been on many playoff runs. But they also have young guns like Jaw and Desmond Bain holding things together. I just really like this team, and I'm excited to see where they move on. Yeah, I'm interested how they do in the playoffs because they're a young team, but you did mention they have some older guys like Steven Adams. Ja is incredible. Uh, also, they have Jaron Jackson Jr., Desmond Bain, as you all well. They've really hit on all their draft picks uh, past few years. And um, Heat. Uh, so you have the Sixers. I have the Sixers higher. I wasn't – I'm not that high on the Sixers. Even though, like, I do have my three. Like, you do have Embiid. But you also have Harden, and Maxi is a good supporting cast. But outside of that, I don't know how I feel about the roster. Um, and I'm curious. I'm curious when they get to the playoffs. Like, how does Harden deal with the ball? How does Embiid deal with the ball? And Embiid has had injury problems, even though he is being healthy. He's been healthy this whole season, majority wise, and just like they always get to the free throw. So that's something I'm interested in. I don't. I don't. They will be dangerous, but I don't know if I see them going 
to the finals in the East. Or like the finals making it through the East. But I think they will do well sort of in the playoffs. What yeah, I have to see how Harden works more than just a couple of games. Yeah. Um, so then Jazz, we both agree. I'm curious on the Jazz in the playoffs because last year we saw how the Clippers went small and that kind of eliminated Rudy Gobert. He had to go um, defend on the perimeter. He's still a great defender on the perimeter, but I we'd all I believe it's better to have him in the paint um, because he's such a great shot blocker. And if you have a smaller lineup, that I think eliminates them. And I don't see a problem. I don't see an answer to that problem when uh, a team goes small against the uh, Jazz because they also have a Son White side. And I think he has the same problem, um, depending on the perimeter. But you do have Donovan Mitchell, and when he played the Mavs, he went off, and he's been going off. So that's always dangerous. Um, and they've been doing well the past few years. So I think there is a chance they go deep in the playoffs, but I wouldn't be surprised they get kicked out early, like the second round, maybe first round, depending on how matchups shake up. Heat is very interesting because of Kyle Lowry. I think that's a huge push over the top for him because we saw a lot of what this team did a few years ago with Jimmy Butler. It's mostly the same team. They are missing Dragic, but having Lowry, I think, is going to be the key difference maker. And then Bucks, you and I agree on the Suns. The Suns, even without Chris Paul, are doing well. And maybe they should. I think it's expected they'll do well in the playoffs. And it's just crazy how, once again, Chris Paul, um, adding Chris Paul is working or keeping Chris Paul is working for them once again. Yep. Uh, Chris Paul's contract has not been too burdensome. And that's definitely a storyline that's gone positively for the Suns all year. And so we agreed on six teams, Rockets, Magic, Thunder, Raptors, Jazz and Suns. Interesting. Some of the bottom, some of the middle, or well, one in the middle and some of the top. Well, yeah, and then we had one where we just couldn't agree on one, but in like the same area, you had the same like tierish, like twenty-one through. Yeah, uh, point through one 16. through sixteen. Yeah. Yeah. So it was very interesting. I will. We'll definitely. Pro- we're always going to bring up the Mavs and the KP trade because like it involves both of our teams. And I think it's very interesting because I think the Wizards and Mavs are in two different spots this season. I think the Mavs were tired of waiting on KP and just seeing what they do when he gets back. And they kind of want just players that would play now. And that's what we're seeing right now with Bertans and Dinwiddie, which is refreshing for me. Well, the Wizards have Beal out. You have Beal out. So what's why play Porzingis? Maybe two healthy offseasons helps them. I don't know. I think the best case scenario for Porzingis is probably at best he plays 60 games a season in the regular season, and then hopefully he's healthy for the playoffs. That's just how he is. So, Yep, we'll have to see. Yep, we'll have to see. And then you also have the Sabonis and Halberton trade. That's very interesting. We haven't talked about that yet because it didn't happen on NBA trade deadline. Um, Halliburton was drafted last year, correct? Yes, this is his second season. But the, I kind of see what the Kings are doing, but I'm surprised they didn't move on from 
a guard that's been in the league longer because of the promise with Halliburton, even though Sabonis is a great player. Well, they did move off of Buddy Heald as well in that trade. Those oh, Tyrese, I forgot. Halliburton and Buddy Heald were both in that trade. But they, I thought they were going to move off of Fox. I would have kept Davion Mitchell and Tyrese Halliburton for the future. But uh, apparently that wasn't enough to get Sabonis. And while I do like the Sabonis move, it kind of negates having uh, – um, Oh, man. No way I'm forgetting this dude's name. No way I am. Center for the Kings. I'm so dumb for not knowing this. I mean, I know it. Alex Len? No, not Alex Len. Oh, my gosh. He was second. No. No, second, right? What's this? What? Uh, it's the second pick in Luca's draft. No, I'm not talking about Marvin Bagley. Marvin Bagley's on the Pistons. Okay. Man, I have not. <sighs> All right, I'm interested. Who are you thinking of then? I, I know the player. I'm just dumb. Rashawn Holmes. Hmm. That gotcha. just annoys me a lot. He's a very good, uh, very underrated, very good center. Uh, he's had some injuries, but uh, this season he's averaging 11 and 7 and on very, very good field goal percentage. He only attempts 6.9 shots per game and averages 11 points. He shoots 66.9% from the field. Very underrated player, and it kind of negates having him. He's a decent defensive presence, not a great defensive presence. He's okay, but his offensive rating is out of this world because he's very efficient when he shoots. And uh, wow, I do understand picking up Sabonis. I don't know if that hurts uh, Holmes' ability to put up shots as he already doesn't shoot that much, but adding another big may negate that altogether. Interesting. Yeah, so we'll definitely keep an eye on all those trades. Um Well, that concludes our NBA Power Rankings. Thank you for listening. Be on the lookout for more episodes from Outsiders Opinions.